think they're a very good team. They showed that in the Euros. They came out of their group, took the Italians all the way. It was a difficult thing to do. The team that won it. So they're good. They're a good team. Good players. We'll go there. It'll be a tough game. It'll be a tough game for us, and it'll be a tough game for them. This is the Go Radio Football Show podcast, hosted by Paul Cooney, Craig Moore, and Mark Weedy. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go. Two hours away from our World Cup qualifier, but Craig Moore, this could be like our World Cup final. This is our chance tonight. A win, it's got to be. Yes, it certainly it can't be a loss, you know. Like, but I like the the way that Scotland play when they when they play on the front foot. Then I think they're a test for anybody. Whether or not you know, are they going to be brave enough to to do that tonight? That's a big thing. Where are the goals going to come from? Are you going to be adventurous? Do you want two up front? How is the manager going to play against Austria? I've definitely got two up front. I, th- I think you have to. Um, I'll probably have a different midfield three than what I think uh, Clark yeah. will end up going with. Uh, but for me, you definitely got to have two up top. Mark, how are you feeling? We heard you with Barry last night. We were we, we looked at it every which way but loose. What do you reckon? Now? Just a couple of hours to go. We'll give you the team news during the programme tonight. I'll tell you what else we'll do. We're going to hear from Philip Jota, Celtic's new loanee from Benfica. Will he join at the end of the year? And his thoughts, and he's got that classic, yep, he's got a Celtic scarf in his house, his mum's house, a picture uh, back there in, uh, in Portugal, in Lisbon. So, Mark, we'll hear from him later. Also, Andy Murray says that he couldn't enjoy when he won his the, the Grand Slam at Wimbledon yeah. and he was numb and he was so exhausted he didn't really enjoy that night we're going to hear yeah. from Craig Moore your great days Craig and what you remember of them and what about the World Cup every two years is it a threat or an opportunity is this our chance to what not make it every two years rather than every four <laughs> no I'm going to be positive we made it to the Euros so what do you reckon 0808 17 17 700 Mark uh, you're right up for it tonight and, and feeling positive last night you said you'll wait till you hear the teams are we going to do it this evening I, I think we can um, Paul it's going to be a big ask you know and, and people shouldn't get carried away because Austria lost 5-2 at the weekend in Israel because you know I think the, the score lines maybe not a true reflection um, on the game so Austria it's a must win game for them so they need to stay in it Frank Ford needs to keep it to, to, to keep his job yeah. um, and for Scotland if we can win tonight Paul you eliminate Austria, you take them right out of the equation. As I said last night, I think 18 points might be enough to secure second spot. Mm-hmm. 19 probably will, 20 definitely will. Um, but to get that, we'd need to go and well, we won on Saturday. We'd need to go and run a, a, a five wins our own, including tonight and including Israel at Hamden. It's a big ask when we've only won two of our last 12 um, games, but it is doable. And that's why I want to see us go and try and win the game tonight. Right. I don't want to see us trying to draw it. I want to see us trying to win the game. And that's what we want to talk about in the next few minutes. We'll find out the team in about an hour's time. Well, the man who predicted what was going to happen in the Premiership last season, we thought he was uh, crazy at the time, is Sean from Gothamlick. So, Sean, we've been in touch with you. Good evening, Sean. Hi, good evening, Matty. I'm just telling over and I'm sweating like hell so it's not a good day I, think oh, it's, it's it, I heard Joe McGuire saying it yep. is just <laughs> it's 25 degrees out there enjoy it everybody uh, so what do you think tonight are we going to really go for it where are the goals going to come from Sean uh, to be honest I don't know I hope uh, we do win tonight but I'm not I'm one of the fans I'm no confident tonight but Scotland because Scotland don't see, see to throw enough goals and even the other day, I, I thought Scotland played all right in the first half the yeah. other day when we won 1-0, but mm. I don't know, we just still look nervous going forward, and we just 
I think we scored two goals in I don't know how many games. I don't think we scored enough. And I think if Austria scored tonight, I think it's I think Scotland will go into panic mode. And that's the worry because if you go into panic mode, I think we just leave ourselves too weak at the back and we just end up they can Austria could do what they want to. And that's the worry. But fingers crossed we they go through because we need to get to the World Cup. I see that thing you just said two minutes ago, every two years. I do I'm off of that. Yeah, right. Oh, sorry, hold that hold that thought Sean. I'm gonna come back to you on that about the World Cup every two years. Craig, you've played at World Cups, yeah. you've played not in the Euros obviously because you're yeah. Australian. Yeah. What do you make? Does he go for it tonight? Or is he going to be cautious for forty five minutes or whatever? What do you reckon? Look, I think he's going to be cautious. Um, but as I as I say, I would like to see, um, I would like to see him be a, a lot more attacking minded and mm. and be on the front foot because I believe that that's when when Scotland are at their best. Mm. Um, so what's your so, team then, Craig? My team. Yeah. My, my Give team. us your full team. Okay, yeah. so back five, you, you've got the one change uh, due to Patterson coming out, so you've got O'Donnell that would, would would come in. For me, I would have a midfield three of Gilmore, Christie, right. and McGinn. That, not, would, that would be not my McGregor. No, nah, and the reason why I'm saying not McGregor is because when you've got five at the back, for me, you don't need two holding midfielders. Yep. All right, and so therefore, I want to go with three midfielders that are different types, and I believe that Gilmore, Christie, and McGinn are different types, and then that would leave me with Adams and Dykes up top. You're going to play Shea Adams. You would have him in. Yes, yep. and the reason why this is a big pressure game, I believe that he's got more in the locker. Uh, in terms of that experience, maybe not at the international level because he's only just come in. But with Nisbet, he's a player of great quality, but I still think he's finding his feet at international level. Mark, what do you reckon uh, of that well, lineup? Well, I would just have one one change um, from from Craig's lineup, and that is uh, Callum McGregor in for, for for Ryan Christie, and I would have Gilmer and, and, and McGregor sitting protector and, and, and McGinn. And I get it about the back five. But I don't want our back five to be a back five tonight, Paul. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a back three with Adorno and Robertson playing more as wingers rather than fullback. No, and I know that's I know I, that's a big ask, but that's key to us creating chances, Adorno and, and, and Robertson. Yeah, but I still and I, I know exactly what you're saying there, Mark, but I still feel that if you've got three, you've not got the five, you've got you've got your fullbacks bombing on, you've got three. I still don't think you need two screeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean, what do you make of that? To be honest, I think Mark's right. I, I think we need to play Callum McGregor. Mm. I think Callum McGregor, him and Billy Gilmore in the midfield, I think that's scary. I think that's what you'll get Mary attacking. I think uh, Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmore were two, probably Scotland's two best midfielders. I think John McGinn's a good midfielder, but I just think Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmore just bring that wee bit extra. Craig? You've got to have McGinn in there. You're yeah. saying that you've got to have McGinn. Look, again, McGinn, I think when you when you, when you you have Gilmore and, and McGregor, for example, if they're the two that are going to start, then automatically that means McGinn plays higher up. Now, um, I, I like to actually see him in that, that in-between position. I think even when you see against Moldova, he breaks things down and then comes on to things well. I think if he starts too high too early, it takes a bit away from his game. Mm-hmm. Mark? Uh, as yep. long as... You know, <laughs> I think I think that Callum McGregor is a certainty start and and, and and I'm looking at um, Saturday night as well the fact that he didn't uh, play him but what we've got to do and, and Sean made the point at the top as well um, Paul is if we concede first and there's a chance yeah. that we will Austria at home they've got to be in the front foot they're going to have a big crowd inside the Ernst Happel Stadium tonight and they need to go and try and do something the onus is on them to go and make it work 
tonight because of the pressure that they're under and their manager's under. If we do lose the first goal, we can't crumble. We need to stay strong. Now, you look at Denmark last week, albeit Denmark's a notch above in terms of standard, but we lacked cohesion. We were disjointed. Yeah, a lot of that was down to the fact that Andy Robertson was the right-hand side. It was a wrong move. It'll never happen again. But we need to stay strong. If we do lose the first goal, we can't allow ourselves to, to let the heads go down and crumble. And we remember... John McGinn scoring against Austria. Greg, mm-hmm. remember that uh, great overhead kick? It was a great, and yeah. a, an exceptional goal, wasn't yeah. it? Obviously with a, a light rally uh, for a 2-2 draw um, here. And, and like, John McGinn, he, he has goals. Mm. Um, Top scorer for us in this tournament. I think with 10, yeah. 10 goals, yeah. 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 Um, so no, he, I mean, he, he definitely has goals. He has, he has so much energy. Uh, and for me, he gives, um, he, he gives the team a, a huge mm. lift yeah. just by his positivity. Um, and like I said, you've seen that again early. Away from home, it's really, really important. And again, we can't stress enough that you must start well. Austria are a team that are under severe pressure themselves. Yeah, sure. uh, you know, as Mark touched on it, a coach that is probably one bad result away from losing his job. He's out tonight, Franco Fodo, if they lose. Yes. Yep. So th- th- there will be um, a-, a nervousness to their play. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I think that that does give Scotland an opportunity if they're brave enough to... Yeah. to to, to lock us, get on that front foot, go and test them early doors, mm-hmm. see what they've got in their locker, yeah, pin them back. Yep, Sean, you're also saying about the World Cup. So, the suggestion that, uh, well, FIFA wants it every two years, it's a money of billions of pounds. Oh. Uh, UEFA, no surprise, they don't want it to happen because what effect would it have in the Euros? But also, what do the club footballers feel? I mean, people at the clubs investing millions, billions, they won't want the World Cup every four years. Um, Sean, what's your feeling on it? Every two years. I, I'm off for it, right? Because I think four years is just a bit too long. I think every two years we yeah. bring a side. I can understand all the big clubs like Man United, Real Madrid, not all mm-hmm. a bit worried because they don't want the players getting injured. But everybody wants to play for their country. But I don't know if it will feel, if they're good to like play for the country. Mm-hmm. I think every two years would be all right. Make a Euro two years and start. Oh, just lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you I'm, want to do with the Euros? Sorry, what happens to the Euros? Make that every two years as well. But we're going to end up... That's every it's summer. Just every summer. Ah. Players will be exhausted. I mean, club football is where the money is, isn't it? I understand the football associations, FIFA and UEFA, need money. Mm. But the football clubs, what, there's over seven... Willie, Lord Willie Hockey told us in the programme a couple of months ago, they're over £7 billion pounds in debt. This is when you take Real Madrid, Barcelona, yeah, Juventus, yeah, yeah. the really big ones. Yep. They're determined to get this Super League breakaway. Something will happen. And yeah. isn't that the, the major competition? And everything else has to work around that. Yeah. But it comes down to the money, doesn't yeah. it, Craig? Well, yeah. uh, again, you, when you start talking about the, uh, the amount of debt that maybe the game mm. uh, is in, then 100% they will find a way um, to, to be able to bring commercial money into the game in a certain competition. Mm. For me, uh, a World Cup every two years, um, I'm not a fan of at all. Uh, and, and again, the reason why is because I actually think of the player. I've been in the situation where, you, you know, you're knocking out 40, 50 games a season and then all of a sudden you, you've got international uh, games within that qualifying campaigns and then a major tournament and then, and then you get no rest and then you're backing that up again and again and again. It's, it's a recipe for disaster for the player welfare. And you were flying right across the globe just a short which is trip. not unusual just a short trip to exactly Australia, Australia. <laughs> I mean you must That's have been good trips by the way what did it mean for you playing at a World Cup in the finals oh, no, for, for me it was it, it was it was massive I mean Australia spent 32 years um, 
you know, without competing in a mm. major tournament. So 1974, West Germany, Australia qualified for the World Cup. Then it was failed attempt after failed mm. attempt to then finally get the opportunity in 2006. It was massive and it really sort of like gave the whole country a, a massive lift. Um, and we've qualified for every campaign after that, every World Cup after that. What was well. it like turning up in 2006, your first time? At the World Cup finals, I was lucky enough. My first one was uh, Spain, and I was just yeah. part of the media team. But I remember arriving with the Scotland squad and the pride, you know, on the official party. Mm. You're there, you're carrying the hopes of the whole nation. Yeah, well, you kind of. It wasn't until we actually got there in our base, and our, our base was. Where were you based? Or something. Um, we weren't too far out of Kaiserslautern, but it was kind of like a. It wasn't like a hotel. It was like an old manor kind of thing with the fields, and it was mm. it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so my expectation of the World Cup was was kind of high, but then when we got there, I've gone, this is this is bigger and better than even I, you know I, I imagined. Wunderbar. And then oh, wunderbar. <laughs> and then you go on, you know, you 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 play in matches against top top notch, um, and and you see the response that you're getting yeah. back home as well, yeah. because you know you've got all the computers and all that sort of stuff yeah. set up in a mm. common room, and the boys are seeing all the activity, yeah. squares and cities full in Australia watching at stupid o'clock yeah. because mm. it is in Australia normally. Yeah. Two or three in the morning, so it was unbelievable. And Mark, you co you've covered quite a few, and hopefully you will again. Hopefully Qatar next year. What do you think? World Cup every two years? No, no, no. <laughs> Why? Not um, well. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, player welfare. Um, when did it, when I've heard, <clears throat> I've read into some of the dossier. And I know that Ar Arsene Wenger's you know really chatted, you know changed the, the the narrative on it. And one of the things you see, actually, players will play less games. Your top players will play less games. They'll be guaranteed a 25-day break after uh, every tour. I'm saying, well, where does that work when you've got 38 games in English Premier League when you know, you've got 34 in, in France and whatever it is in Spain, 38 in Spain um, as well? I don't know how it works. They're saying it's not about financial gain because anything that they make will get redistributed around uh, all the countries to put back into the game. But I can't see it being anything other than financial gain, Paul, for being yep. the main motive. It can't be about player welfare. Yeah. But you know, so Arsene Wenger wouldn't be saying that if he was no. still the manager of Arsenal. Exactly, he's an echo chamber, as yeah. Simon Jordan said this morning. For exactly. FIFA, he's, play, he's paid yeah. by FIFA, and you know, no harm to him. But it is all about the money. No, I Sean, don't get it. It's, I think yeah. it's a mm. recipe for disaster, and it should be kicked into touch immediately. That's what Mark Weedy says. Sean, are you still in favour of it every two <laughs> years? Because the ca I'm the casting vote's going to Craig. Yeah. To be honest, I'm still in favour, but I'm looking at it as a fan side. I've, I've never played the game, no, I've played outside and that, but that doesn't count. Still I've time for you, Sean. So I, I, I'm looking at it as a, a fan watching on TV. I want it every two years, but obviously, marking that, or they're in a bigger pay rise, a bigger wage packet. He, he just wants do a junket. Do, <laughs> do, you know do you know one thing I think we should do, but like yeah. today in the American UFC and all that, yeah. I think it's that sport of anything. It's one of the sports anyway. See, football players, mm -hmm. they should be capped. There's only so much money like a, a club can pay. See, like you're getting players getting 500 grand a week. Uh -huh. That's just that's just crazy. I love, I love Ronaldo and that, but maybe in the world's worth 500 grand a week. Look at the NHS, they get paid. They have actually shown in Australia is, is, is a salary cap. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the budget for a team, 23 members, mm -hmm. Is is three million dollars, which comes to about I don't know one point five million pound. But that's for a squad of twenty three, for the whole squad. For the whole squad. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're allowed designated players, so you're allowed one or two players mm -hmm. outside the cap where you can pay a, mm -hmm. a, a lot more money. Uh, similar, what like what happened in America. So mm -hmm. there is a cap in Australia. So what's the top player getting? Yeah. 
in Melbourne or Sydney or whatever. Roughly. Within the cap, it'd probably be about $350,000 a year. A year, right. So in pounds, that's what, £300,000? Oh. No, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be about 170000 oh, £170, Sorry, right, yeah. 170. Whereas in Scotland, if you're playing at Rangers or Celtic and the top players are on 20000 a week. Yeah, which yeah is you're talking a million, a million, a million plus. Yeah. yeah, huge discrepancy uh, in, in the payment. But Mark, you'd agree, there's too much money goes to the players. And I know the players' yeah. union will go, oh, come on. A lot of players earn next to nothing. I get it. But at the very top, Sean's right, 500000 a week. It's obscene. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's obscene. But it's not the players' fault. No. I, don't play no. the, I don't blame the players because they can only sign what's put in front of them. So it, it, it's the clubs, it, it's panic. And, and, you know, yeah, you could say Ronaldo, he's an exception. You know, he's got, you know, three and 3.7 million Twitter for 300 million uh, Twitter followers and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it, it, it's not healthy. But I mean, actually, I can remember having conversations a year ago, 15 months ago, and there's many people in the game, respected figures in the game that said the pandemic, COVID will be a leveller. It'll be a leveller. Mm. Things will start to level mm. out. Mm. There won't be as much money in the game. And I think you could see that with the transfer window just gone there and Craig's involved in it. Um, and at the deep end with it all, it was a bit calmer. Yeah, there was there was still you know half a dozen massive moves, but, yep. but over the piece, you know, I don't think there was a lot of transfers that took place where you could say like like your English Premier League clubs speculated. You know, we'll, we'll have a wee punt in this guy at 15, 17, 19 mm. mil. That never happened. It was like sort of tried and tested ones were were, were being like bought. And I think, yeah, and I think <laughs> I that I yeah. think that that tells you. Um, but yeah, yeah, to get back to Sean's point, five hundred grand a week for for anybody, yeah. it's absolutely obscene. Sean, scoreline tonight. Then what's going to happen? Oh, a Scotland one, hopefully, but no, I fancy Austria one of the two or three now. But fingers crossed, a miracle can happen. But Matt Ehrn, so I need a bit, of, I need a bit of fun tonight. <laughs> Matt, that COVID nineteen took it out, my guy. Oh, I, I think. Don't I don't even know if I'm fat enough to drink a beer tonight. Right. <laughs> I'm Listen, sure if Scotland yeah. score early doors, you, yeah. you, you'll find a way, yeah? <laughs> a, a few, <laughs> a few <laughs> tins, <laughs> you'd call it, Greg, wouldn't you? A few tins. A few oh, tins. Yeah. you love a few tins. Love a few tins. Hey, is, yeah. Can I ask you something? See that everybody says Foster beers is big in Australia. Is it Foster's beer a big, a big beer in Australia? <laughs> i tell you what, I drank plenty of pints of Foster's yeah. in the UK. Never once did I have a pint of Foster's in Australia. Really? You don't, you don't really see it in Australia. Any more than that, we'll have to put you onto the advertising department here at Go Radio they'd be delighted there are other beers in Scotland tenants and the rest we're back in a moment The Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio football show with the traffic and travel and with Craig Moore Mark Guidi and Rob McLean here after that gag a moment ago <laughs> Rob's on holiday he'll not hear it no he'll be doing the big match tonight Austria against Scotland which is just over two hours away in the Ernst Happel Stadium there in Vienna, in Vienna. did you Beautiful. ever play in it Craig did you play in Vienna Mark will tell us in a moment two. I'm the same people say Paul have you covered it such and such well maybe no but Mark's yeah. a great stadium uh, is it quite tight but well, I've never been <laughs> Do you know what? I've never even been in Vienna. I covered the Euros in Switzerland and Austria in 2008, but yep. Vienna uh, covered many cities and many games uh, during the, the Euros. Brilliant, wow. 13 years ago. But no, I, I just know the name of the stadium. But, but, I've never been, but, but I've heard it's quite spacious. <laughs> he mentions it every programme. Oh. Ernst Happel. St- I thought we'd Archie in here. That's a custard pie. Right, on the line now, mid-year on the line. Vienna? Yes, yes. I get it. Yeah. So, Good one. I like that yeah. one, Rob. We'll be there tonight. <laughs> yeah, Rob will be uh, doing it on the telly oh, tonight. I kept, I kept yeah. last week. Oz, no, I kept calling 
I kept calling oh, Rob, no. Paul. No. Oh, oh, Rob wasn't happy. Oh, oh, was no, went so went down well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the difference? About two million a year in his favour. I know. He is the nation's favourite. Uh, yeah. On duty tonight. Yeah. Always yeah. good when Rob's be behind the mic. He will indeed. So tonight with Craig Moore, who's got World Cup experience, played so many times. How many matches? Did you have for Australia? 53. 53 caps. How many goals? Phenomenal. Uh, seven. Oh, nah, three. One. Oh, three. three. Yeah, all right. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, nah, not many. Not many. Yeah. A lot more than any of us. Martin, you wanted to... No, yeah. I was just going, who was your best or who was your favourite defensive partner, partner for the national mm-hmm. team? Um, I'll tell you what, majority of the time I played with Tony Popovich. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big, strong lad. Uh, found himself over here at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, experienced in Asia. No frills, left-sided, um, yeah. and that was normally when we played a back four. Lucas Neal come a little bit later yeah. when he played a, a kind of spare man, but probably Popovich. He was, he was loved at Palace, wasn't he? Proper legend yeah, there, right? Yeah, top pro. Uh, he, yeah. You know, really looked after himself. He, he, got, he got the most uh, out, of, out of his career, uh, for sure. And I think Palace ended up paying something like £50,000 from his club when he was in Japan at the time. So really good business for, for Crystal Palace and played a good few years at Palace at a decent level. Uh, just in one other question. Your favourite goalie, Swartzer or Bosnich? Ah. Ah. Um, Good question. Bozza, in his younger Bozza. years, was was a far better goalkeeper. Aye. But Bozza was was, was 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 loose, obviously, uh, which has come out and, uh, and had a lot of issues. But he's sound now and, you know... I see him on the that, telly. That's yeah. great. He's on, yep. the te- he's on the telly a lot and he's had a lot Mark to do Bosnich. with Australian football. Yep. Schwartz, the unbelievable professional. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I ended up playing more with Schwartz because... When we didn't qualify, Bozza was part of that group. So, unfortunately, as, as great a goalkeeper he was, never played at a World Cup. Yeah. Who was the toughest striker that you played against? You're a great central defender at Rangers, Crystal Palace, Newcastle and many others. Who would you say, or a couple of them that you would mention um, that you came up against? Oh, again, when you, you're not talking about uh, the, the most talented, but the one that really difficult, puts Made it difficult for you. Because uh, you were so consistent, wasn't he? Again, I enjoyed the. You think more back at your, your jewels that you had, I think, here in Scotland and the old firm games. Ah. Look, Larson was an incredible player. Yeah. Obviously, not a hard player, but unbelievable talent. <laughs> but the tussles that I used to have with Big John and, uh, and Chris Sutton back in the day, like they, they, yeah, they, 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 were, they were really, yeah. really enjoyable because it was, yeah, they were proper stouchers, you know. Can we get him, James? Can we get John Hartson on Saturday then with Craig Moore? Let's do it. He's saying yeah. yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We, we, get, we get on all right. James, can we afford Big John? <laughs> no, but Mark will pitch in because he's uh, season two. Uh, so John Hartson will be here with you on Saturday, twelve until five. Because we, you know, we love. We've all got into the World Cup qualifiers in the last few days. We're just saying that to Craig. We've not seen each other since the Old Firm game, yeah. and of course, so much has happened. Yeah. The transfer window's closed. I've got to ask you, Crystal Palace have got Edward. How mm-hmm. do you think he's going to do there at your old club? Look, I think it's going to be um, tough for him uh, because, again, like this is, I mean, new manager, Sevilla's trying to change things, change a new uh, or create a new style of play. Mm. They don't, at this moment in time, create a lot of chances. Um, you need to take your chances down there. Um, so I think there's going to be a period of transition, um, but it's going to be tough. You Will know? they stay up? Yeah, they'll stay up. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll stay up. But in terms of um, Edward hitting the ground running, I think that he's going to be work in progress down there. They always stay up, don't they? What about Rangers, your old club? Do you think they did enough business? I know they did it early. Um, what do you feel with Rangers? Did because nobody went. You know, Morelos stayed. No, they managed to keep. I mean, yeah. everyone was talking about Morelos and and Kamara and, mm. and managed to to keep a hold of both of them. I think you know. 
Katic ended up going out on loan back mm-hmm. to, to Croatia, uh, which is probably you know good for him to get games under his belt in a an environment that he's used to. Um, but I, I think Rangers squad at the moment is is deep enough. The, the one surprise actually, uh, uh, where I think they maybe left themselves a little bit light is up top because they they re- they let Itten go, didn't they on loan? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I found that was was a little bit of a surprise uh, because I just felt that um, he he's something different, um, you know, to, to what the, you, mm-hmm. you you got Morelos, you got Roof that plays at top, Sakala, uh, Sakala, you got Defoe, and stuff, but Itton's different again, uh, and I just I felt that was a bit of a strange one, but fair play, he'll go and get games, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think Rangers are okay, and when they when they were tested, um, you know, because they've been pretty ordinary. But when they were tested in the old firm match, then they kind of found their, their mojo mm. and they'll be hoping that it's something they can build from. But they weren't tested enough, were they? And before it, on the Friday night, Mark had said um, if they play, well, the uh, if they played the man through the middle, then that would be, you know, the way to do it. He got it wrong. He got his tactics Ange, wrong. Ange, Ange, yeah, Ange for did. Ange, for Ange, you. Ange yeah. did, yeah. Because they were saying, play Kyogo. And he played them wide. Look, before, I think it was a week before the old firm game, I, I said on Go Radio, Radio that the, the combination between Rogic and Kyogo yep. um, has been very positive and I think will be very important in this old firm game. He didn't he didn't play that combination. Uh, Kyogo, for me, again, I was talking as a central defender. Mm-hmm. I would much rather be playing against Edward than Kyogo through the middle. Why? Um, his movement... He's going to continually get him behind you. Uh, you know, if he's not behind you, he's in, he's linking up. He's got a great understanding with his 10, with his an attacker midfielder. Whereas Edward is, is is a player that was out of confidence and and more of a physical type. That I think the Rangers centre-halves would have been going, yep, we're, we're happy with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Ange got it wrong. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, he, I think he'd said that he'd left, Forrest was out due to injury, wasn't he? Um, yeah, but yeah. previously, they'd had Christie... Kyogo and Abada, uh, and they were, they were firing as well. So look, I, th- I think there was one he probably probably got wrong. He probably played Edward hoping yeah. um, that he scores that that yeah. a last opportunity because he obviously yeah. knew he was and going. he scored the yeah. Ibrox before. Yeah, I think I said in the program one of the things as well. I don't know, but I'd imagine that, that Ange would have taken into account in team selection mentality to handle the occasion and handle fifty thousand mm-hmm. noisy supporters that making it a, a real hostile environment for you. So. Um, I think that's why probably Edward got, got the shout. I always mm-hmm. felt that Edward would play, but it worked out well for Rangers. They soaked up what they had to soak up, considering the players that were missing. Robbie McCrory in goals, yeah, first yeah. class, you know, really covered himself well. And then when it mattered, delivery from Barisic, header from Hollander, Hollander. game over. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I think that Hollander coming back in, and for me, yeah. he forms the, the, the best combination for the central defence with Golson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was important. I mean, Balogun ends up coming in and having an absolute blinder at, uh, at fullback as well. Is he man of the match? Um, yeah. You know, but but again, Mark, it could have been a completely different situation mm. if Edward, you know, took that opportunity. And maybe we're not saying that Ange made you know yeah. such and no, such a sure. big blunder. Yep. So yep. Uh, that's football. You know, you got to take your, your your chances, and those moments can then sort of like lead on to bigger and better mm. things. But unfortunately for Rangers, or not unfortunately for Celtic, Rangers actually grew in in confidence. I think from yeah. that miss. And as the game went on, looked bigger and stronger, I think. Yeah. So the window closed a week ago. Craig, do you still think Rangers are going to retain the title? 
Yeah, I do. I, I do believe that Rangers will still win the title. I think it's. I think it's going to go down to the wire. I think it'll be. I think it'll be close. That's what Barry said last night. Is that a script? You it, no, yeah. no. I think. Look, I think I, I, I've said at the start of the season. I don't see this being a, a blowout at all. I, I see it being really competitive. I, I think you know, coming into the last few weeks of the season, I think it's still going to be alive. I, I just feel that that Rangers have actually got away with a, a very ordinary start to the season. Patchy, uh, yep. very ordinary, in my opinion. Um, but I think that that result, that win in the old firm game, I think will, will now take them on to, to a decent run where I think there'll be real confidence that will put them in a fantastic position. To How much the would they take from that, from winning a game that Celtic had, what, 68% of possession, certainly in the first half, mm -hmm. but to beat your oldest rivals when, you know, Celtic went in, some people will start to say they were favourites on the day because Celtic yeah. were flying. But you must take with the international break then, mm -hmm. what does that do to you psychologically from I, a Rangers it, point of view? It's It's massive. It's it's you go and get that result, um, and and knowing that your your fans have also got longer to enjoy that mm -hmm. result, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and players can can also go away and and recharge and and, and really be excited about that, that that next match. But it's a huge result, especially when you when you have that break. I think you know what it means to the players and to the club, uh, and psychologically uh, psychologically for for Rangers as well. It's been a long time since Celtic have, have, have had that little bit of joy against them as well. So, oh, seven games now, isn't it, I think? Yeah, two, I think, what, two, two years? Yeah. Two years in the league mm -hmm. since, since Celtic yeah. managed to beat Rangers. Mark, have you changed your mind in any way, given that the transfer window, the business is done now, it's January before anything will happen, is it still, you reckon Rangers are going to win the title? Oh yeah, Rangers are the favourites, Rangers are, are the team to beat Paul, for sure. Um, there's no doubt that they set the... The standard, but I think I agree with the, with the guys. Celtic will push them close. Celtic are look better now. It remains to be seen how two or three of the guys will, will settle in. Uh, Georgius, the striker Jota, who we're yep. going to um, hear from. You know, important uh, Cameron Vicker, Cameron Vickers. Um, so we know that Furuhashi is going to be fine. Mm -hmm. um, Abada, uh, Abada's ah. fine. Joe Hart's fine, but there, there, there's other pieces of it. So Star I think Starfelt, Starfelt, yeah, he's, he's got to. He's got a bit to go, on he? Yeah. Um, but he, yep. might, he might be the type that benefits from having a solid partner if he can yep. build a proper yep. uh, relationship. Maybe he needs somebody to talk him through things. So having Joe Hart behind him, organising, mm -hmm. and maybe um, uh, Cartner Vickers coming coming in. And Mark, uh, Julien has been registered for... For the, Europa. For Europa. That's yeah, so that, that's, yep. that's a big boost um, for Celtic to have um, him back. But to, to answer your original question, Paul, yeah, it's definitely... Rangers, as I've said, they're a well-oiled machine. They know the score. They know each other. They've got a spirit. They've got a determination. They've got ability. So they've got all the ingredients to go and win the tail. The biggest thing for Rangers, as, as Craig knows, he's been there. It's, it's retaining it. It's handling the pressure of being yeah, yeah. champions. Now we're, we're four or five league games um, into it. But um, I think we've got a fight. Uh, I think we've got a proper title race on yeah, our hands. Yeah. No, Craig, I agree. Craig, if you were Ange Postacoglu, what do you do on Saturday? Celtic against Ross County. Who do you play? Juranovic, your new fullback, central defender, or Anthony Ralston, who many people felt he could well have been with Scotland tonight in Austria. Who yeah, would you go yeah, for? And, and Ralston yeah. for me has been very, very good. Um, but at the end of the day, I think when when the manager goes out and, and, and splashes some cash on a player in the same position and that player is fit, and there's more than likely he's going to come in and yeah, play, yeah. you know. And and after this break, okay, then maybe it's not after this break with internationals or what have you. But um, you know, Ralston has has shown that he's capable. But 
he's going to be he's going to be behind Juranovic in my opinion. Okay. And can I ask you at Rangers what's going to happen with Nathan Patterson? There was interest from Everton, yep. you know, so obviously he's on the radar of other major clubs down south. Mm-hmm. He wants to play for Rangers, but yes. he wants to be playing. And yeah. look at him the other night for Scotland. Yeah, very you know, good, eh? Just such a pity he's out this evening. Yeah. What would you do with Nathan Patterson and, and accommodating your skipper at the same time? It's a tough one, isn't it? It really is a tough one because Patterson is 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 good enough to be playing. He's an international player now. We've seen the impact that he made um, against Moldova. He's he's up against the captain. Um, you know, does Steven Gerrard try to fit the both in? Um, you know, or does Patterson have to take his medicine a little bit at the moment um, and hope that even if he's in better form, training better than than than, than Tavani, then that Gerrard plays him. You know, and, and it's whether or not the manager is willing to do that because then all of a sudden that has us all asking other questions and what about the captain? Is everything all right here? And what? But it's a tough one. I think Rangers now have just got to be patient. It's whether or not Patterson can be patient because he's a, he's a kid and he wants to be playing football. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll, if he's not playing, it'll be, it'll be rightfully chapping the manager's door of that type. But he wants to play. He's tasted it. He, he wants to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and where do you find that? I mentioned it last night. For me, it strikes like the kind of the situation that the Scotland manager has had for the past few years, Gordon Strachan and Alec McLeish and, and Steve Clark, and that was, what do you do with Robertson and Tierney? How yeah. do you find a way? And Steve Clark's found a way. A lot of it came about with the fact that the system that Arteta started playing at Arsenal where Tierney fitted into that, then yeah, made yeah. That, that role at, at Scotland become easier and clearer. But you think about it with Tierney playing it right back mm-hmm. uh, for a spell. So what do you do when you've got two quality players, particularly when one of them is your captain? How do you keep both of them happy? Mm-hmm. I think it's impossible to keep both of them um, happy, but you've got to find a way of giving them both game time. We've got calls coming in on 0808 17 17 700. Rangers fans, what would you do with Nathan Patterson and with Tavernier with your captain? And Celtic fans, what about this weekend? Who are you playing? How would you play it up front with the, the new players coming in? And is it going to be Juranovic or Ralston? Um, what would you do? Mark and... Sorry, Craig, you were going to say, you were going to come in. I interrupted you mid-flow there. Do you want to save it till after the break? Yeah, save it till after the break. Because <laughs> I'd lost them there. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. So it's looking busy across your roads in Glasgow and the West at the moment. You've got slow traffic from Junction 23 at Ibrooks through to... 15 for Townhead. Your travel time's 15 minutes there. If you're going westbound, you're looking slow from Junction 14 at Fruit Market through the roadworks at the Woodside Viaduct through to Charing Cross. On M77 heading southbound, you're very heavy from Junction 22 at the merge right through to Junction 1 for Dunbreck Road. On M74, you have very slow traffic heading northbound from Junction 18 D through to the M8 Junction 21. And you've also got one lane closed and speed restrictions of 40 miles per hour due to roadworks in both directions around Junction 6 for Hamilton. Now at the moment, on your public transport, it is looking good with no problems reported but as always please check your routes before you travel and that's up to date on go and Chris it's great to see you in your Scotland top it's the current <laughs> one you wore it in the Euros it's, it's been washed and you've got it ready oh, yes, for tonight it has, yeah, yeah. It has. I have to say you're, you're getting quite good at the travel getting, oh, <laughs> no I don't think so <laughs> I'm risking my job here what's your prediction tonight Chris oh let's go 1-0 one 1-0 nil. One nil for nil. Scotland yes. in Austria Chris thanks we'll hear from you again at 20 past 6 cheers team taking you home cheers taking you home here on go <laughs> 
Go Radio Football Show, international edition tonight, World Cup qualifiers. We said earlier, it's like our World Cup final. Austria against Scotland. Two hours from now, they will kick off in the Ernst Happel Stadium there in Vienna. Let's go on the lines. We were asking there about, uh, well, Rangers. What about Nathan Patterson? Played so well the other day. Uh, how When's he going to play? Where will he play for Rangers this season? How can you keep him out? Derek's on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Derek. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. Good to hear good you, to hear Greg Moore, it? It's good to hear Greg, Greg Moore. He's a great player with Angels. Good, uh, man, good man. Keep going. <laughs> Give him a bit more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Could you not play Nathan Patterson? Uh, and, uh, could you not play Nathan Patterson right? And uh, have an ear in one? Go to play the back? Yeah, you, you, look, you possibly could, but, uh, but again, it's like, I mean... Gerard hasn't really at any stage gone to gone to three at the back. He probably could go that way, as you mentioned there, to fit um, the both of them in a, li- a little bit like what Scotland do with, with Tierney and, and Robertson. Uh, that that would be possible, but then you know that would mean probably changing a lot of a lot of other structures as well. Um, that that tends to take a, a lot of a lot of time. Um, so, but he could he, he could easily play Tavernier could play in one, and, and and Patterson obviously can can do the wing back role no problem. But the system worked so well for him last season, didn't it? Yeah, but it was interesting though because at the end of last season, Gerard did say that there there are going to be times where he's going to have to look at potentially making changes because, you know, your opponents obviously analyse you all the time and they know exactly mm-hmm. what you'll do. So, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Good shout. He's, he's also as well, when you think about it now, as from next midweek, between now and, and like December... 8th, 9th, 10th, whatever it is, Rangers have got six games in Europe, six Thursdays, yeah. six yeah. Sundays, which which takes its toll. Mm-hmm. So it, it's perfect because what he knows, certainly, obviously James Tavernier, not in doubt about his ability and what he can do, no, no. but certainly what's not in doubt anymore, and it's probably never been, but certainly now, you know that he can throw Patterson into any game and he won't let you down. And that's good to know that if, mm-hmm. if he sees, so you can say, but you know what, the, the six Sundays after the Thursday you're playing, you play, you know. I'm not yeah. saying it's as cut and dried as that, but do you know what I mean. There's yeah, yeah. opportunities there to put him in mm-hmm. to big games because he knows he can trust him. And the fact that what's the point in having a big squad and mm-hmm. having talented players and keeping them all if you're not going to use them and try and keep them all happy? No, no, I, I get that. I've just never been in a situation where, and I know it has happened, you know, with certain managers and certain players saying, "By the way, you're not going to play tonight, but you're definitely going to play at the weekend." Yeah. And, and and normally that would be with an older type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly didn't happen in, in my time. The importance of, of Rangers, and I'm sure they're handling this in the right way, in terms of making sure that Patterson is still engaged, that um, that he's happy, that he understands at every moment where he fits in the plan. Because you're talking about potential eight million. If, if he starts getting the games that we know that, that, he, that he will get at Rangers over time, he's worth 20, 30 million. So I just think that there needs to be a little bit of patience as well. Yanis Hadji has tested positive for COVID-19. It was confirmed by the Romanian FA today. It recorded a positive test for the virus on international duty ahead of tomorrow night's match with North Macedonia. It's happening everywhere, isn't it, Derek? It's a, it's a problem for so many teams and we hope that he's back OK in the near future because you went into the old firm game with real COVID problems, but you came out of it with the victory. I think it'll happen more and more with the schools being back and everybody can visit everybody now. I think that'll be a problem that might happen and it might be worse than last season. Yeah. Uh, so that the fans and that can keep going to the games. Uh, 
Here's some good. Yeah, when, yeah. You will, when you think we'll see Sakala Craig, uh, yeah. uh, I've been disappointed that we've not really seen him yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, it's un- he's been stop start for him. Obviously, come, come, uh, you know, seemed seemed like a really good character. Smile on his face, explosive, uh, and and then he picked up a little injury, didn't he? he had a groin injury, so it's been a little bit, um, you know, stop stop start for him, um, and that's difficult when you come into a new club, uh, and also, you know, Rangers. The, the amount of expectation, uh, the competition that's there, we certainly haven't seen anything yet, but hopefully. Hopefully he can get up to speed, and once you get that, you know that one or two goals under your belt, and uh, with confidence, he can go on to to a really good run of, of games and goals for for the football club. Mark, yeah, I mean, I, I think Sakala. One thing, the pleasure of of interviewing him here on on, on yeah. Go, Go Radio uh, six seven weeks ago when when he joined up, um, and the, the first thing about him, just what a great kid. You just feel that enthusiasm, yeah. that that desire to go do well for Rangers. Grateful for the opportunity to come and play in, in Scotland to come and play for a massive club that Rangers knew his stuff you know watched Kemar Roof scored his, his, his goal yeah. in European football uh, the season before and he's got talent when they say that he's he's got pace you know he's pace ball over the top 50-50 with a centre half nine times out of ten he's he's going to win it so it'll just take a wee bit of time like anything else and, and remember too he's got to try and dislodge uh, Alfredo Morelos who is a tried and tested striker mm-hmm. at Rangers so we're talking about um, Nathan Patterson having to be patient Fashion Sakala will need to be too but there will be opportunities for him they'll come along because of the hectic schedule that Rangers have got mm-hmm. between now and, and, and middle of December it's relentless yeah. it's non-stop they've got yeah. a quarter final of the Premier Sports Cup coming up mm-hmm. you then get a semi-final if they, if they get through the following then you get the final in December mm-hmm. so it's non-stop between now uh, and the winter break and every player will be required but I've no doubt that Fashion Sakala uh, will come good Derek but just like yourself as a Rangers supporter or for the player they've just got to be patient but when the chance comes along go and take it That's how I'd like to see him maybe going to a 3-5-2 in some of the games I think sometimes he's a bit predictable mm-hmm. and they're playing each other four and five times a season Yeah, yeah. he's been there three times I would like to see him change it now and again that's a good point, isn't it? And you said it, you touched on that. Well, he certainly, look, he, I mean, yeah. again, he, he has the players to, to be able to adapt to any any type of system. Let's let's be honest. Um, you know, and, and again, with the amount of games and the different competitions, um, you know, there, there are probably opportunities to, to try something different, especially when, um, you know, Rangers um, who have been very, very good at times have been a little bit predictable. Um, you know, you're talking about the back end of last season and even certain um, games this season, Derek, that we can be a little bit predictable. So sometimes it's nice to have the opportunity to um, to catch your opponent off guard, throw something a little bit different. Uh, and at the same time, you never know what that can look like and you, you can be surprised in a nice way. Look at McCrory coming in, for example, I know. in the old firm game. You know, normally, normally that wouldn't happen, but due to COVID, yeah. all of a sudden you're forced to do something. And, and what a great surprise and performance that was. That's a great point. Derek, before you go, the best picture on social media today, I'd urge you to look at it. It's great to see a big golf day down at Loch Lomond and there's Walter yeah. Smith standing with Sir Alec Ferguson, Kenny Dalglish, there's Neil Lennon and it was uh, in memory of Andy Smiley's daughter. So they're raising money for cancer charity. Isn't that great to see Walter there at Loch Lomond? Yeah, it's brilliant news. Uh, fantastic that he's back. I hope he'll be back at Ibrox very soon. Yeah, we hope so, Derek. Isn't that 
Greg, wonderful, your wonderful gaffer, man. what would you say? Oh, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it is amazing uh, to, to see him out and about. And he was, um, you know, he was a great man. He was uh, the, the manager that, that believed in me and gave me my first opportunity. So I owe a lot to, to Walter Smith, that's for sure. See, see on that, obviously, because, you know, the, the backstory uh, to yourself, coming over as a teenager from Australia, mm-hmm. leaving home and coming. So... Walter and Archie, apart from giving you your chance as a footballer, but how did they make sure that you were looked after and settled in mm-hmm. as a as a young man? They, they were unbelievable, you know, because I did. I come over as a seventeen-year-old, uh, and yes, I'd done travel and been away from home uh, quite a bit, but still, you, you know, you're you're on the other side of the world. And I remember uh, Walter and Archie both um, saying that basically, you know, our office. Come knock on the office door anytime you want, whenever you want to phone home, speak to mum and dad and all that. Just come, come and I actually felt embarrassed to go and, and knock on the door, you know. And, and a couple of times I've, I, you know, wanted to, to phone home, knocked on the door. I would go in. They would they would dial the number through for us, Mark, and they would they would leave the office. And that was then preparing for what I then knew later was you know first team training sessions, going through team selections and all those kind of things. But they, they made sure that, that I was okay as a person first and foremost and I think that just speaks volumes uh, of Walter Smith and Archie Knox uh, at that time as well. They were brilliant. Great. Derek, thanks for the call. We won't go into the international scene. We know you prefer England to Scotland <laughs> but listen, hope, surely, hopefully we'll do it tonight over there in Vienna. Right. Take care. Cheers, Derek. <laughs> he patched that. Well, at least he didn't say anything uh, bad. I'm just looking. Shearer, he's there today as well. Alan yeah, Shearer, Alan McLeish, Charlie Nicholas. There's Good loads one. of them there. Yeah, yeah. it's a brilliant... Ferdinand a, as well. Yeah. Could well be, yeah. And uh, is that Ian Wright? Yes, Ian Wright as well, yeah. Right, Wright, right, right. Well. Yep. What no, a turnout. A brilliant, a brilliant line-up and uh, a fantastic uh, a fantastic cause for Emmy Smiley's charity. Raised hundreds yep. and hundreds of thousands of pounds. Do, uh, the family does great work there. And I know Big Andy listens into the programme. I know, uh, you know, I know. I bumped into him in the Merchant City about two months ago. He said, I can't get that Go Radio on, my, on the car and I listen in the house. So I got to the car, socially distanced, got the thing and I put it in. So he listens every night at yeah, five. He's a champion, champion fellow and what when a, what a very generous man he is. Yes, isn't yeah. he? I know. He gives he so is. much. Oh, listen, it's great there to hear that Walter Smith's there with Sir Alex. I and mean, look at that some picture, isn't it? And Sir Alex and so many of them there at the golf day. Great at Loch Lomond. It's the Go Radio Football Show. We're less than two hours away from kickoff. Austria against Scotland. You heard some cuts last night from the manager. Let's hear him speaking here uh, about the match and about Austria. I think they're a very good team. They showed that in the Euros. They came out the came out their group. Took the Italians all the way. It was a difficult thing to do. Team that won it. So they're good. They're a good team. Good players. Listen, they've had one or two fitness issues or, or squad issues as well. Players. Players not in the squad that they probably wanted to be in the squad, the same as we have. Uh, It's just one of those things you have to deal with. We'll go there, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a tough game for us and it'll be a tough game for them. And he also spoke about, you know, the lack of... It's such a quick turnaround, isn't it? We played, what, Saturday, then Sunday you're recovering, Monday you travel, Tuesday you're playing. Over the the course of the days, we did a a walkthrough before the Denmark game. Obviously, a lot of disruption before that one was difficult. We did a... 10-minute walkthrough before we played Moldova. This morning we did five minutes because you don't have the time. You just don't have the time to work on the training pitch. Your players have to recover. You ask any any professional player and they'll tell you that 48 hours after a game is the day they feel most tired. So today they feel most tired. Tomorrow after another 24, 28 hours before we get to kick-off, they'll be fine. But we have to recover them properly. So it's very difficult to get any, any time on the training pitch, never mind quality time. You recognise that? Craig Moore, the, the the recovery time needed. 
Yeah, normally the, that that second day because uh, mm. that was yesterday. We've seen that. Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a tough day. But but again, look, he's touched on, um, you know, that, that Austria have had their their issues also mm. leading in. I mean, yep. I think they were they're without their captain Sabitza, who's a top top Big player. Loss. Yep. Um, you know, but then you, you look at the players or a couple of players in particular. You know, you look at David Alaba, who's yeah. who was a Bayern Munich legend, is now yep. Real Madrid. Top top notch from Bayern uh, to Real Madrid, Real Madrid the biggest club in the world. That's yep. all. Yep. Marco Anortovic, Anortovic, uh, and again he scored a, a very special goal against against Israel. A great talent, but I th- I'm not sure whether he's great for the team at right. times yeah. in terms of his. Work he, ethic. He, that's that's a, that's where I'm going with that one, Mark. Yes. Yep. So again, I think that's something that that maybe you know, Scotland uh, can use to their advantage if they shift the ball quick enough, work them hard enough. He doesn't like to do that. How we're going to play, we'll find out in the second half. We'll also hear from Philippe Jota, Celtic's new signing from Benfica. I know I called it the second half because that's what it is. Just an hour left uh, before. We'll bring you the team news for sure in the next hour. That's coming up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Breaking news just after six, an international football Celtic signing sensation of the transfer window, Kyogo. He's limped off in the match for Japan against China. Uh, he's gone off limping. We don't know how bad it is or if it's a precaution. Craig Moore, you're on it as always. Yeah, no, we did obviously uh, full time in the match, Japan against China, yeah, but apparently, you know, a, a little bit of a a knock to Kyogo who, who was replaced in the, in the 50th minute. So um, not sure if it's serious or not. Uh, hopefully there's no issue and he can bounce back and be okay for his return to, to Celtic because he's been sensational hasn't he Mark and he's lit up the, the you know life for the Celtic fans okay it didn't happen in the old firm game but uh, we wish him well and Gio Kamakis will join us in the programme tomorrow as well we're going to hear from the other one of the other new signings over the clo- the the transfer window. Yeah, yeah, he's been. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing um, Big George's, as we'll call him. Big George, uh, exactly. top scorer in, in Holland, so he, he must have a bit about him. And uh, you know, on paper, the transfer fee, you know, two and a bit to three million pounds on paper, that looks as though it could be a right bargain. Mm. Um, Furuhashi, absolutely no doubt, he, he's he's given the Celtic fans a lot of pleasure. They needed something to cheer them up. They needed something to put them on the front foot. Uh, after last season and, and Furuhashi has provided that for them so far we're going to speak Scotland in a second or two we're going to Ryan but here is Jota from Benfica on loan I think the club speak for itself because the historical things that Celtic has done in the past it's it's amazing it's unbelievable so it's a, an amazing club with the new ideas and the type of football that they practice it's, it's very good and I think it suits me so I just want to give the maximum the maximum I can give and help the coach help the club and help my teammates to achieve everything we want what what are we going to see from him what can he bring to the party so I will try to to bring some new things to the game an exciting game uh, goals assists and uh, most of all help my teammates to to achieve the titles and winning games I think that's the most important thing Mark I was just, I was just laughing there. Maybe, maybe a few, a few nutmegs, uh, a few flicks, a few bicycle yeah. kicks. Uh, look, I mean, you know, Jota, he'd be really excited about the opportunity to, yeah. to come into Celtic. You know, really, really big club. He comes from decent stock as well, uh, but he'll be looking to come in and and impress. And it's it's added competition in those wide areas for yeah. Celtic, which they've probably needed. 
yeah. uh, especially on the left-hand side, Mark. Yeah, there's definitely an opportunity there, and, and particularly too with, with Ryan Christie now being away. That's another attacking mm. midfielder, albeit he, he, he was more of a, a central role. But you look, there's really off the top of my head, it's it's a bad and Forest. Yeah. So you're you're needing a third one just to go and yep. mix it up. And and Mikey Johnson is still is he Mikey still Johnson, coming back from? Yeah, he had a hamstring injury at pre-season, but yeah, I haven't seen time. him. He's been stopped start for over you know two or three years, Mikey um, Johnson. But yeah, Jota had all accounts of a very good season with Real Valladolid last season in La Liga. So I think he's won again potential. We don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. But he's got the potential to go and do well and really add a bit of extra flair middle to front to the Celtic team Craig he slipped in the Real Valladolid very well there didn't he (laughs) my English is not quite working tonight let's go let's talk Scotland then we're just over an hour and a half away from kickoff. a great Scotland fan is on the line Ryan a great St Johnson fan as well and I know you've lost two of your your biggest players this week but first of all let's talk about Scotland Ryan how are you feeling for tonight? Uh, feeling feeling good feeling confident Um, I think it's a, a reported Quite a strong lineup, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can do the business tonight. Hope we can go out and prove a point. I think we were disappointing in the both games. To be honest, I, didn't, I wasn't particularly impressed. Um, we go over the line against Moldova um, and Denmark. I think we just, I don't know, we just seem to shy away a bit. Denmark were quality. Can't deny them that. Um, but I think if we'd got them at, at them more, it would have been a maybe a different different game. But you know. Positive tonight. And Ryan, the lineup, we're just waiting for confirmation of it. We were saying at the top of the show he should be positive. Will he go for it or will he, you know, will he stick to make sure we don't lose anything? And maybe, uh, mm-hmm. what do you reckon? How are we going to play it? Is she Adams going to play? Uh, I hope so. Um, I think I think he's got to go top front. We've got to go for it tonight. I mean, this, yeah. there's no doubt about it. It's a must win game. I mean, if Israel win another game and we were to lose tonight, then they go. Did they go third? Am I right in saying? Or did they go second? I'm, I can't remember. Yeah, but, uh, yes, so yeah, Austria. It's, it's, yeah, Austria in seven points. We're on eight points. Yeah. So you're right. If they win, uh, okay. If we draw mm-hmm. tonight, we stay as we were. But uh, yeah, it's our chance to go second top. We could end up second top tonight. So yeah, it's yeah. possible. Yeah, but Paul, it's it's there. There's so many different permutations at the moment. The section will come a hell of a lot clearer mm-hmm. after tonight. It really will. We'll know. Exactly what we need to do, and, and hopefully sit with eleven points. I say I, th- I think eighteen might be enough. Mm-hmm. Might De- be 19, Denmark, but, but, Israel but, but, tonight. So yeah, of course Israel, that so hopefully yeah, you're looking at you're looking at Israel um, losing uh, to Denmark tonight. Hopefully, and if if we can beat Austria, then you've kind of eliminated Austria from the equation. But if Austria beat Scotland tonight, Paul, um, well. well Less than twenty percent chance. I mean, honestly, it yeah, I yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's as good as over. If we yeah. lose tonight, it's as good as over. You'll be talking like Stephen it's Kenny, saying it's all about preparing for the Euros in twenty twenty four. Not, not because if, that's if you not going to happen. We're no, not going to lose. Austria's yeah. with the greatest respect to Austria, and they have got good players. Craig just mentioned them; they they, they did perform Top well in, mm. the, in in the Euros. But there's a fragility about them. There's a something there that he's got to see. As he said, you know what, front foot, go and, go and put them right right back on it and let's go and try and score first. Play you know? on that uncertainty. And, and, yeah. and with that, Ryan, what, what are your thoughts on that as well? Because you look at the, the 5-2 game, right? Mm-hmm. Two mistakes yeah. were defensively, uh, you know, bad mistakes for, from Austria. So, you know, should Scotland really go and have a goal at him? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think when you see you see another night, they got beat five two. I think we should put them under pressure. 
And if they've got fans in tonight, then if we get the first goal, then the fans might turn against them. So it could work either way. At the same time, Scotland haven't scored many goals. We seem to be creating a lot of chances, but we just aren't putting them away. So mm-hmm. it's a it's one of the things that could be one of the, the results that, that might go for us, it might not. But I want to ask you guys, mm. do you think it would be a disaster tonight if we were to draw the game? Good question. I I I I don't. I think that you again you still um you that you then have opportunities to oh you got to, you gotta then go and, and make sure you, you beat the likes of, of Israel um and just and just win your win your games. But uh, look, it's it's not a it's not a horrible result. Losing uh, it, you you're done. You're done for. Yeah. Um yeah. and I kind of just think that the ingredients to this game with so much pressure on Austria, their coach um needing to get a result. Um, you know, Scotland's sort of like Desperate for a result as well. It's got, it's got all the ingredients for a 1-1 draw, I think. Here's Callum McGregor's right. view on that. Yeah, it's a must-not-lose game rather than, you know, must-win. A win would be great. You know, everyone's feeling good. You know, a win the other night as well keeps the momentum going. And, you know, like you say, we want to win the game. It puts us in the best possible position. But, like you said, if you if you want to label it, then it's, it's probably must-not-lose. But that's from the diplomatic core, isn't it? To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a disaster if we don't win tonight. It's not a disaster. It's a disaster if we don't beat Israel, though. So as long as we can take at least four points, I think we should be looking to take the six, but if we can take four from the next two games, then we'll be fine. We'll be sitting in a, in a more than decent position, but six puts us in a great position. But if we don't beat Israel at hand, then that's a key game. That's the one that is going to make or break us, as long as we pick up something uh, tonight. But we've got to go and show that in October the 9th at Hamden Park, we can beat Israel. We can take care of them and put ourselves in pole position to finish second in the group. It's a tough game. Mm. It's a t- even Israel's a tough, tough yeah. game. You've um, got to win those games, Craig, if you want to qualify. Abara couldn't even get a game mm. in yeah. the last match. I mean, Biton obviously is quite influential for the Israeli yeah. national team. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Zahavi's unbelievable. Mm. Um, you score five goals against Austria. Oh, exactly. Can you imagine on Radio Tel Aviv at the moment, they'll be saying, right, we're in Denmark, the top of the table, we're going to go for them. We're the form team. We scored five goals at the weekend against Austria, who did so well in the Euros against Italy. Um, yep. So, yep. I know we always, obviously, we look at through, you know, mm. Scottish eyes and hearts, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's tough. And you know what? So it should be to get to a, a major competition. You know, it needs to be tough. But. Um, Scotland, I, I think that this is a good game from tonight. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that they can achieve a result. I think that there's more pressure on Austria. And I just think as long as Scotland are brave enough to, to play the game on the front foot rather than um, cautiously, then I think they can go and win this game and actually win it quite well. He's a, he's a cautious manager though, isn't he? It, but, 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 and that's by nature, is, and, yep. and I think you know, I think he'll start the game with that cautious nature in mind. I hope, but I hope he goes and tries to win it if it's there. The taking, but again, you know, we're talking about yeah, going winning Austria. We've won two games out of twelve. Yeah. Couldn't beat Austria at Hamden, you know. So when you put all that, uh, you know, yeah. you put all that into the into the mix, it's a hell of an ask. And the bookies are really wrong. Scotland forty-one to one tonight. That's a good, uh, that's a, Aust- that's a good Austria, price. <laughs> Austria forty-five. Yeah. So you know, when you look at it, the bookies are are, are really uh, wrong. So as much as I say, yeah, I think we can go and win it. And we want to try and win it. When you look at it on paper. A draw is not a bad result at all, mm. as long as we beat Israel. We must beat Israel. Come what may, sure. we must beat Israel at Hamden. Ryan, who's who's going to be our hero or heroes tonight? Who do you think we'll be talking about tomorrow night here on Go Radio? I think Billy Gilmore. I think Gilmore's the the man. He's the man at the minute. He's producing the 
the passes they could they could service. He was a bit isolated on um, against Denmark. The striker was like fifty yards up the park. He couldn't yeah. he couldn't yeah. really unleash his potential. Sure. Um, tonight, I think if it's a if it's the both teams are going for it, I think it will suit him because it'll be an open game. There'll be loads of space where he can just spray the the, the ball about. Um, but as we were saying about a draw, uh, Paul. Yeah. What, what always happens with Scotland, it's always um, they always pull on their heartstrings. Hmm. We've done the hard way, it always is. We do, so don't we? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a draw tonight, right. and then we go and put, put pull on all the Scotland heartstrings uh, in Israel in October. So yeah, we wouldn't put it past it anyway. Ryan, can we talk about your beloved St. Johnson? And I can't believe Thomas Tuchel didn't give you Billy Gilmer on loan instead of sending him to Norwich. He should have sent them to the team that won both cups last season. I guess what I'm really saying is, what's life going to be like without him and also your captain, Jason Kerr? Terrible. <laughs> there's, a, there's absolutely no doubts about it. Um, to lose the heart and core and the leader in the, the dressing room, and then and then lose the the potential star, Ali McCann, who's been such a pivotal in the midfield, is just. Um, we knew, as I said the last time, it was it was it was going to happen. Either yeah. this transfer window or probably next. Um, but to lose it in the last hour of the transfer window is just it's absolutely devastating devastating for all Saints fans to wake up and and obviously the chairman had to release a statement because there was a lot of stick and turf about the the money involved um, I certainly wasn't a happy person definitely not because I definitely rated as many ex-pros have um, but including yourselves um, yep. have rated Alan McCann um, to go for 1.2 whatever it is plus add-ons I think if he goes on, has an absolute stormer of a season sure. in the championship. I think it'll be bargain of the. Well, it's going to be a steal uh, in the championship isn't it? this season. Well, you heard yeah. Barry said it consistently here. Celtic or Rangers, he thought they might come in for him, Craig, to get Ali McCann, and then they could have they could loan him back because they're both really well served at the moment in midfield. What did you think of that? It's it's, it's a good solution. Uh, I think but, to to you know continue to expose the player um, to, to, to get the games to, to normally like Rangers and Celtic they were really really active in my day in terms of recruiting from yeah. the other clubs yeah. really really active yeah you look at for it, Kevin Thompson to Rangers Scott yeah. Brown to Celtic I, yeah. I definitely Hearts think Celtic players, and Rangers Dundee have United missed a players, trick yeah. they used to always they've come missed into a trick Aberdeen. not by not getting Ali McCann mm. they've, they've, but one thing Ryan if it's any consolation and I don't know if you agree mm. but I think Ali McCann will take the championship by storm mm. Of Preston, and I can see Alan McCann within two years becoming a seven, eight, nine million pounds player. And when and if and when that happens, that's another million and a half pounds to, to St. Johnston. Oh, good. So, so when seller. you think of yeah. that, I think yeah. he's got the potential to be going come a stack. He'll play for Northern Ireland all the time. Okay. He's stock will grow, he's got the talent. Is he a he's Southampton? Got the ability. Like, kind of Stuart type Absolutely. Of, yeah. You can go and see him playing for a for a Southampton, you mm. can go and see him playing for a West Ham, for an Everton, Everton. I can go and see yeah. that happening within two years at he'll go. It's a brilliant investment by Preston North End. But J- J- Ryan's absolutely right. Jason Kerr is every bit as big a blow, if not a bigger blow, than, than losing Alan McCann. Really? Jason Kerr's a, an outstanding player, and he's said a, a, a proper leader as well. But listen, when the, when the money's there and you've only got a year to go, and, and, and you know, the other thing as well, the boys wanted to go and try something yeah. different according to the, the, the chairman and the manager so when that happens you've got to put it all into the equation every St Johnson fan will be hurting there's no mm. doubt but that's the downside of success Ryan isn't it when you win cups and you're doing well people want to come and look at your players yeah yeah absolutely um, and there's no there's no doubts about it um, the players are obviously it's going to financially package them better as well 
but we're a wee club we, we can't afford the wages that are happening down the championship and, and you know what Saints fans are not angry at the players because we knew that they were top talent and that we, we wished them all the best that they were going to go it's just the fees that, we, that, that, that me personally think that we, I don't think Saints are going to get a St Johnson's going to get a player of that potential of that calibre and I don't know how long um, because they were special and not only that they both came through the youth system, so they they knew from a, a young age, for St. Johnson, the growth of the club, what it meant to the Saints fans. They knew a lot of the Saints fans. Um, the families had been up. They, they, they know everything about So to lose players like that, they knew what it meant to the people of Perth and St. Johnson fans. So... That's a, good, sad, that's but, a good story, though, Ryan. And, and hopefully, yeah. some of those... Um, Dollars that are coming in, obviously, be reinvested in terms of the academy to make sure that St Johnson continue to to develop players through that, mm. um, that go on and play for the first team. Because as you touch on, that's a great story when you have uh, people from your your area that have come through your own system that are representing your football club. But also, as well yeah. though, it's moving it forward. Ryan Ball accounts, yeah. Ito Vertainen, Ali Crawford, two great signings for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ali Crawford, I actually really, really rated him when he was at Hamilton. I actually was expecting mm. him to come to Saints um, back when he was at Hamilton, but he decided to go down south of the border like most players do nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think absolutely brilliant. Um, and listen, you get Rangers on Saturday. We'll be on air from 12. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. be there. And, and the team talk, it can't be looking back. The manager, Craig, will be saying, hey, this is St Johnson now. We've got two cups in there. We've got to forget the players that have gone, and we've got to go out and do it now against the champions. Well, and and, and what a, what a great game to, mm. uh, to to get up for. Looking um, forward to it. Yeah. Oh, no, it should be a cracker. Super Saturday, isn't cracker. it? Super super Saturday. <laughs> right, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, well, let's get back to Scotland. We're just waiting for yeah. confirmation of the team. Um, what's your scoreline? We've you know we've flirted with uh, a draw. Scotland win. I know we talked about possibly losing. That's the first time, Mark, we've said that this week. Mm. But we've all got to be realistic. What's your call, Ryan? Oh, it's going to be a. I think this is going to be a very topsy turvy game tonight. I, I, I think we. My head's saying draw, but my heart's saying we're going to go for a one 0 victory. Um, and hopefully we can get a quick goal and maybe right. tighten it up at the back. Right, here's your team: in goal, Craig Gordon, Stephen O'Donnell, Andy Robertson, the captain. Billy Gilmore, Grant Hanley, Kieran Tierney. So I'm just giving you it as it comes to us here. Uh, John McGinn, number seven. Eight, Callum McGregor. Nine, the man who scored at the weekend, Lyndon Dykes. Mm-hmm. Shea Adams is in as well, number 10. Mm-hmm. And Jack Henry, mm-hmm. number 13. That's just about the team you gave us. That's exactly what Mark went well for. Done. Yeah. No, no, well done. No, Mark, well done. Obviously, I was a little bit more yeah. attacking-minded. Yeah. On the yeah. bench, Liam Kelly, of course, and Xander Clark. Ryan Christie. Terrible. Yeah, oh, you... you Alexander <laughs> Clark. <yeah. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was from Perth. <laughs> Scott McKenna, Declan Gallagher, Liam Cooper, Lewis Ferguson, David Turnbull, Kevin Nisbet, and Paul McGinn. Obviously, you wanted to see Xander Clark in there as your your goalie, but that's the yeah. team. So oh, it's a great yeah. team. Great team. It's a team. Going it's a it. team. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, whatever happens tonight, I can't criticise Steve Clark for being negative or being cautious because he has picked a team to go and win the game and that's what every Scotland fan wanted to see tonight Ryan are you now seeing a Scotland win yes yes yeah definitely yes. It's, it's definitely on the cards now we're going to go for Great. it so that's it the, the breaking news we gave you just after six Kyogo went off at limping Japan against uh, China hopefully he will be okay and we've just given you the Scotland lineup. we're going for it Che Adams is up front Good. Linton Dykes is up front Yep, it's going to be tasty isn't it well, like I says, I think you know. Look, you're having an attacking lineup, yep. and then seeing exactly how they start the match, 
Uh, you'll know within five minutes. Thanks very much, Ryan. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Looking at your roads across Glasgow and the west, the M8 eastbound and westbound have cleared with your traffic. On the M77 southbound, you're still looking busy at the merge through to Junction 1 for Dumbreck Road. Now on the M74, you've got one lane closed and speed restrictions of 40 miles per hour due to roadworks in both directions around Junction 6 for Hamilton. You have some gas beans work on Springburn Road at Keppock Hill Road. In Cambus Lang, Newton Station Road is closed in both directions due to bridge maintenance work between Westburn Road and Village Road. And through in Brigton, you've got temporary traffic lights due to gas work on Domarnock Road at Domarnock Station. Now, in your public transport, you do have a service via Yoker suspended on ScotRail heading eastbound. That's between Dalmuir and Hindland due to a broken down train. At the moment, your westbound trains are not currently affected, but just in the last few minutes, ScotRail have said that the broken down train is now on the move to the Yoker depot and services can now run as scheduled but there will be some alterations and delays due to crews and trains being out of position oh um, as always getting my bit here uh check your routes before you travel and you can find a very latest travel updates at this is go.co.uk enjoyed the 10k <laughs> taxi this morning i know yes. you've been involved in it how did you how many did you get out of 10 uh the for today's questions yes. i get eight eight, eight? Get eight. Well, you can't be in it that's the I only thing it. It? can we can the sports guys be in it Oh, double no. check. With no, 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 executive producer says no. <laughs> yep, listen out tomorrow morning. Crofty and Grado, it's a great competition and a chance to win 10 grand at 10 past eight. Glasgow's newest and finest, some say. <laughs> of course, thanks to all the feedback. Yet despite it, I'm staying. I'll be on uh, all this week. So tonight with Craig and with Mark. Tomorrow night, Barry will be here as well with Mark. And then Thursday, Leanne Crichton, Stephen Craigan. And then on Friday, Mark and Barry Ferguson, the former Scotland skipper. He was up for it tonight, about going for it. You called it yeah. right, the Scotland team. You've got the full team there. I'll give you the honour of uh, giving the nation... What's the Scotland lineup? From an Australian, but we'll go number. Yep. <laughs> we've got Craig Gordon in goals. Back five, Steve O'Donnell uh, on the right, Andy Robertson, uh, three and Grant Hanley, Tierney, and Jack Hendry. Your midfield is Gilmore, McGregor, and McGinn. And up top, Dykes and Adams. Well done. A bench. Yep. Go on. Uh, yeah, but with, with strong the, bench, isn't it? It's a strong yeah. bench. Yeah, Liam Kelly, Xander Clark, Ryan Christie, who will definitely get some game time. Scott McKenna, Declan Gallagher, Liam Cooper, Lewis Ferguson, David Turnbull, Kevin Nisbet, and Paul McGinn. What do you think? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred, or we're on the socials at Go Football Show, or you can text your message Go. Plus your message. What do you think of the lineup tonight, Mark? We really are going for it. Does that bring some dangers as well? I kind of know the answer. Of course it will. We're going for it. We'll have to be careful as well. Yeah, we need to. We need to be cautious. We need to be organised. We need to be patient. Um, but it's a team to go and win the game. Uh, and I know you, whatever team we pick, you can argue it's a team to go and win the game. But when you look at it. There's no, uh, you're left in absolutely no doubt. The players will be left in absolutely no doubt. They are leaving that dressing room tonight at 28 with the mindset, we are going to get three points tonight. We are going to go at the Austrians. We are going to try and create chances. We are going to take the game to them. We are not going to play like a visiting team that's sitting back. If we win tonight, we have taken a massive step towards Qatar. That's the message. That's all Steve Clark needs to say. Win tonight, you eliminate Austria and you're in a shootout, you're in a four-game shootout with Israel. Good good, good place to be. Caution, out the window tonight, because I think he regretted <laughs> the Czech Republic. We weren't brave enough in the first game in the Euros. Yeah. OK, that's gone, but it looks as though he's learned from it, Craig. 
Yeah, and and again, he's, he he has this isn't a, an attacking side. It is like I says. I mean, I might have had a different three in the middle of the park, but he's got mm. two up top. Yep. Um, you know, your, your fullbacks, your wingbacks are going to bomb on. Um, you know, McGinn, you know what he gives you, and the performance against Moldova was a good one. It created a lot of opportunities that you would have liked to have scored more. Yeah, I, I get that, but it was it was a, the the result, the three points, most important. They can go and get a result here. If they start the game well, if Scotland start the game well, like I says, Austria have made some mistakes. There's a lot of pressure on them. Um, it's just it's being compact, but it's it's also showing the energy that you want to go and, and and be positive in the game because I think that that can really cause some issues. But I think you'll know within the first five minutes whether or not this is a game that Scotland can win or whether or not it's going to be a late rally to be a draw and a and one of those kind of nights. I think I'll know within five minutes. You think you'll see it that early? And we'll see it too. I think so. You can sense often, can't you? Yeah, like, you, in the you biggest can. games. You yeah, can you tell. can. You know, if if there's a nervousness there, if, if there's if they're anxious, you know, it's all it's it's often about how how Austria start as well. What are they going to be like in front of their own supporters? Like, what likes their coach going to be when he, he could be potentially ninety minutes away from getting the sack or ninety minutes away from absolutely turning their World Cup hopes on its head? If they win tonight, they are right bang in it. You know, they've put themselves in a great position. But one thing it gives us hope. There'll be a lot of defending tonight, a lot of times that we don't have the ball. Craig Gordon is in exceptional form. So there's a good plus point right away. Grant Hanley right in front of him, as as, as Steve Clark called him, the rock. The rock yep. of the Scotland team. So, listen, you know, um, if you're going to beat Scotland, and I maybe contradict myself because it was it was so easy for the Danes last week, but there's mm. a number of reasons why, yeah. and we will have learned from that, which is a positive grant tonight. If you're going to beat Zephorcia to beat Scotland tonight, they'll have to produce something special. Here's the rock. I think Grant's always been a good centre-back. Obviously, when you're, you're a young defender, you, you can be a little bit more rash. He's grown into his game. He's, he's a more mature player. I've always liked Grant as a, as a player. Even as a youngster, you could see the qualities he had. You knew he would develop as he got more experience and become better and better. Uh, in recent games for Scotland, I think probably our most consistent player. Mentioned it, but losing Grant in the, the game against Croatia was a big, was a big factor in the game. Uh, we, we lost that, that big rock at the back. Steadying influence... Mm. Great lad, great trainer. Doesn't cause me one bit of trouble. Comes in, everybody respects him in the group uh, just because of the way he conducts himself. So he's, he's been a big plus for us. I loved last night that Barry and Mark were both saying, you know, we talked about the Austrians and yeah. the really good players they've got. Of course, they're in turmoil, but they could hurt us. But they were saying, we've got great players too. And you look at the yeah. names, the Tierneys, you know, the Robertsons, top, there's so many. Top, top players. And and, and that's, look, I, I guess at times that's the, the frustrating thing for a lot of Scottish supporters mm. is that, you do have so many good players um, and for whatever reason, it doesn't always seem to gel uh, on the international stage. But you go through and you go, top player, playing top league. Um, so the expectation is always there. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's combining that and, and producing good international football, which is so different to club football. Here's Gordon on the line from the Tartan Scarf. Gordon, good evening. Hi guys, how are we doing? We're good. How are you feeling? Um, nervously anxious. I think. I think this is. I think this, the starting eleven is is the best available. I think. I think mm -hmm. the consensus I've seen from everyone online today is that this should have been the eleven, and it is. So mm -hmm. it's up to them to deliver now. Nervously anxious. Right. We'll discuss it with the group here in Go Radio because we want those nerves to turn into that positive, the adrenaline, and we'll go for it. And you think that 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 is what most people have been saying today, isn't it? The team that he's gone with is the one that could get the win tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you look front to back, there's some real, real quality footballers in there. But I think 
almost more important than the starting 11 that he's gone with. It's just the attitude that they take into the game. Because, I mean, if you look at the highlights from Austria's game in Israel on Saturday, they were overwhelmed by some really high-pressing, high-intensity football from Israel to the point that they gave away some real schoolboy goals. And I just think that if Scotland can go out with a real positive mentality tonight, you look at this team as weakened, go take advantage, you know? Let's 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 take, make the most of that. Greg? No, I, t- I totally agree. Like I says, the... Scotland have just got to start, like I said, the, the, the learnings have got to be there from the major tournament. You know, maybe Clark wasn't adventurous enough in the first game against Czech Republic. And then you, you look in terms of this qualifying campaign, the, the, the 20-minute start against Denmark where the game's done and dusted. You have to start the game well to give yourself a platform to build into this game. And then I think that Scotland can can force some some real pressure on the on this Austrian side and I think that they can buckle. I really think the Austrian yeah. side can buckle. But it's so important for that first 10, 15 minutes that Scotland not only settle into the game, but in a way that you're asking questions of, yeah. of, of the Austrian defence. Yeah. But I think, I don't know if you were at Hamden Park on, on Saturday night, Gordon, but I, I was there for the Moldova game. And one thing I like, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at different areas of the team and I'm delighted it's a front two. But I'm also pleased and looking forward to watching Gilman and McGinn together again you know that they just there's a real energy there's a real buzz about the two you know, when you watch them play Paul it's like you you want to go and pick up a ball, a ball yourself and yep. go and get a game of five yep. or six you know there's just that enthusiasm you can see they're proud to wear the jersey they want to drive it on they're always looking for a forward pass they're always looking to penetrate the opposition so those two boys and the part and of course with the experience and the calmness and the professionalism of Callum McGregor in there and, and I know Oz would have wanted to mix it up a wee bit but when you look at those three that is fantastic mm. experience and fantastic um, ability in the middle of the pack Here's Callum McGregor we need to take our chances You know you can obviously you, you, can, you can do shooting practice but you know it's totally different when you come into the game it's, it's, there's different pressures you don't always get a, an easy ball to finish when you, you set it up in training everything's is manufactured to, to get shots off and uh, you know produce chances at goals. So sometimes when they come in the game, you know they're always different. You get a set play, you know you get a free header, whatever it is. Then you know it's just a bit in the moment, trying to take the chance and and uh, and trying to have that mindset where when the chance comes, you're calm and you you can execute the the technique because you can do it every day if you want in training. But when the chance comes in the game, you have to try and be cool and and execute the the technique to get the goal. The manager was asked, Gordon, just before he went over there, you know, this is an important game. And he was a wee bit nippy, but, you know, maybe he's responded. And that's maybe not a bad thing, a bit of edge when, when he was asked by a reporter, you know, Austria, an important game. I thought Moldova was quite a pivotal game. We had to get three points there. We did that. This is another game that's important in the group. I think the dynamic of the group, and I did say that I felt it was a group where teams would take points off each other. I think the dynamic of the group has actually changed a little bit with the Israel-Austria scoreline midweek. So this is an important game. Every game's important. I think when you represent your country, especially in qualifiers, every game's important because every point can be important towards the end. I don't know what the points total will be now. You look at it and you've got so many combinations and so many thoughts in your head and so many results that can go one way or the other. Better just to concentrate on the game, look for a good performance and get the result that we can get. Well, Gordon, you know how we stand at the moment. Austria in fourth position, seven points. We're in third on eight points. So... uh, Huge night for us tonight and you think we're going to do it. What scoreline do you reckon? Um, any win, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we, can, if we can nick it by one, that would be fantastic because obviously 
you look at the remaining fixtures we've got, and obviously the game we follow this up with is Israel at Hamden, which could become absolutely pivotal. And then we've got away games against Moldova and the Pharaohs. And if we can take two wins out of our next two, we're then in a position to have second place very much within our own hands. And we could we could have sealed second place by the time Denmark come to Hamden on the final day. That certainly is a dream. But it's easier said than done, of course, as, as it always is with Scotland. Indeed. If it was a draw, what would we be saying this time tomorrow about our chances? That we need to beat Israel at Hamden. Sure. I think these next two games, obviously we're very much hoping that Denmark do us do us a turn and beat Israel tonight. That, I think they will. That kind of has to happen as yeah. well. Yeah. You'd hope so. You reckon yeah. they will. But yeah. when you look at it, Gordon, you know, we're at the halfway stage. Tonight is game number six out of ten games. We've got eight points from our first five games. We need to be much better in the next five games and it's got to start tonight. Yeah. So we're looking at a minimum of ten points from our next five games. So if we don't improve in our first five games, we're not going to be close to, to second spot. And, you're, and and it starts tonight. I want to see six points out of six in the next two games. But a win and a, a, a draw tonight and a win at Hamden against Israel in the next game really puts us, um, Good on, really puts us mm. on track. But um, we need to be better in the next five games than we were in the first five. The first five, not good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. No, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, there's, there's there's always twists and turns, as Steve Clark yeah. touched on, that, mm-hmm. that teams will take points off one another. I tell you what, I know people just think that Denmark are, are away and flying. I, I think that potentially Israel could get something tonight. Like, for right. me, it's like, it's, that's not a dead rubber for me. Mm-hmm. And, and again, so that, that creates a, a, a different scenario. What it doesn't change for Scotland is they need to go and win their their match tonight or, or certainly not lose and then when you're saying Paul what are we speaking about tomorrow it's not the end of the world we've still got an opportunity um, and, and you just need to make sure that you're still in the mix that's all that is a great point we mentioned Radio Tel Aviv they will be saying we're going into this tonight it could, could be a draw <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember we were on Tel Aviv oh, indeed. together yeah, it was, Yuri Geller uh, indeed remember? Yuri Geller yeah. was there and that spoons. night he was indeed as he claimed everything how is it England can always cruise through? You know, we, we always take the uh, circuitous route. We often don't get there. We did in the Euros and hopefully we'll get it here. But I suppose that's a whole other subject about how... But they just cruise through, don't they, Mark? You look at it, 100% record, and we're finding it tough. We're slow starters, yeah. but hopefully, as Gordon says, tonight, hopefully three points. Yeah, and, and you look at Wales. They really yeah. pick up results now, don't they? They seem to win <laughs> the hard when, it, when it matters as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they've got... Okay, they've got Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. <laughs> yeah. Um, right enough. But yeah, England, it's almost as if in qualifications yeah. every two years, whether it's the Euros or the World Cup, England actually don't seem to break sweat, nah. do they? It's just, they just mm. absolutely cruise through. It's to do a better game, but that's to do with seedings, isn't it? In terms of that, that initial draw. Yeah. Um, and again, that's that's off, off the back of many many good results you know you, you, you get you get those results you get a good seeding you get a good you get a good yeah. draw 10 times the population yeah. that we've got as well yeah. or whatever it is yeah. 12 times yep. so, yeah. Gordon from the Tartan Scarf you've been online uh, what's the latest that people happy then with the Scotland lineup? and that's kind of what people expected today yeah absolutely yes I think I think obviously when you consider the pullouts we've had the unfortunate injuries you know Steve Clark said this has probably been his most disruptive camp he's ever had from the players available tonight this is 100% the strongest starting eleven. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's time for this team to deliver a big performance on a big night. You know, this is why Steve Clark got the job is because his Kilmarnock team gave teams seeded or ranked ahead of him a bloody nose every now and again. And that's what he has to do. I, th- I think the, mo- the most important thing I want to see is just is chance conversion. I mean, chance creation, we're not struggling with, you know. I mean, 
you look at the Euros, we had 42 shots over three games. We scored one goal. That is not sustainable to be successful at international level. So we're creating chances, which is good, optimistic, but we need to take them. Before you go, what's your favourite Scotland strip? You're obviously the tartan scarf. What strip will it be tonight? Um, I, I, I always get pelters for this because to be honest, the, the, the away kit we had a few years ago that was absolute luminous pink is my absolute all-time favourite football kit. Right, the luminous pink will be on tonight. Mark's yep. wearing it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he might be later. Gordon, great call. Thanks for coming on to Go Radio. Cheers, guys. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris. Go Radio Football Show, the Wednesday edition, Tuesday edition. We are, we're on Tuesday. International football tonight. Wishing the week away. Four sleeps to go before the league is back. But tonight, it's an hour away from kickoff. Austria against Scotland. You know the team now. Craig Gordon, Stephen O'Donnell, Andy Robertson, Billy Gilmer, Grant Hanley, Kieran Tierney, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Lyndon Dykes, the scorer from Saturday, Shea Adams and Jack Henry. So those headlines, Adams is back in up front with Lyndon Dykes are we going to get the goals there Ryan Christie he drops to the bench he had such a great chance to score that first touch was amazing wasn't it the beautiful touch and he just blasted it over the bar so on the bench the goalkeepers Liam Kelly and Xander Clark Ryan Christie we mentioned Scott McKenna Declan Gallagher Liam Cooper Lewis Ferguson David Turnbull Kevin Nisbet and Paul McGinn but Mark Guidi is with us Craig Moore too Paul Cooney it's the team that we hoped we would line up with tonight. It's it's a team that's going to you know give you a wonderful opportunity to go and get the right result tonight. I believe um, you know Mark touched on earlier on in terms of um, you know the the likes of uh, sorry where am I looking at the lineup? Yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, in terms of Gilmore and McGinn, yeah. in terms of how they mm. complement one another, yeah. um, and and they have real qualities in terms of you know being forward passes and, and making things happen. But they've they've also got that other side in terms of that real competitiveness. Yeah. Um, they're ball winners as well. That then allows them to build into to the other side of things. Um, and I believe that that's going to be um, a real positive for Scotland tonight. It's a really positive lineup. How they start, like I said, you can have a positive lineup on yeah. paper. What that looks like in life, um, you know, we'll see not, not far now, the next hour or so. I think as well, likes of Gilmore and McGregor. When you, um, and, sorry, Gilmore and McGregor. <laughs> I was the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need my glasses. And even yeah. Robinson. But yeah. what that tells me, like, you know, about five minutes before kickoff, and they're just ready to go out the, the tunnel. See their enthusiasm, or it's infectious. You know, we see those guys, and, and you're know, like, they're going to be a hundred mile an hour. They will not give the Austrians a moment to settle on the ball. They'll be trying to nick it. They'll be putting them off. They'll be shoulder charging them. They'll be getting the wee nudges. They'll leave a wee bit on them here yeah, and there yeah, when the time's yeah. right, which has got to be done um, as well. So for me, Gilmore and McGinn, right in the engine room of the team, they have got the ability to go and set the tempo, to go and really make sure that Scotland do start positively. If they can do that, we can feed the balls wide to Roberts on the left, to O'Donnell, and then you get it into the box, you've got terrific presence. Adams and Dykes, both good in the air. Really and clever movement from Shea Adams as well. He just knows when to come, when to pull. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm really, I genuinely, Paul, Optimistic about tonight, I really am. You were pumped there, by the way. I was watching you. You were pumped there, right, 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 right up from there. But get him doing the, the team talk. Uh, the, the important thing is, though, is, is is when Scotland do get down the flanks, that you make sure that you've got bodies in the box. Now, obviously, when you start with, with Dykes and Adams up top, you, you would like to think you're going to get bodies in there, and uh, you know, making sure that you've got one getting across the first post and the second post, and you've also got that midfielder, which would normally be McGinn, making sure that he's he's on. Mm. You need to get bodies into the box. 
And I think if you can do that, like it says, you you will get opportunities. You may not create the amount of opportunities that you know created against Moldova, but you create half of them and you score two of them, then you're taking three points tonight. Yeah. The goals for I mean, you know, I heard you loud and clear a few minutes ago, Mark. We've scored, you know, eight goals. It's yeah. just it's just not enough. No. And um, we've got to get the points. We know what we have to do tonight. You've heard from the manager. We've heard from Callum McGregor about taking his chances. Uh, we heard about you know Austria Israel that five two win for Israel the other night. That could be positive for us, and that they are damaged, or it could be a danger that they've said, wait a minute. You know, Franco Foda could be out the door tomorrow. Foda, the manager of Austria. And for Scotland, the players we've got, we've spoken about Billy Gilmer and how good he is. He's a Chelsea player. He's only on loan to Norwich because Chelsea are the, you know, the European champions and the, 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 the favourites to win the title. And look at the two yeah. players that he was behind at Chelsea. Kante and uh, Jorginho. Exactly, yeah, of course. Yeah. And what about John McGinn? How good is John McGinn then? We, we, we know... Uh, as a Scotland we talk about him he's at Aston Villa could he go even further I know Jack Grealish has obviously gone yeah, yeah, to Man City yeah. for 100 million but John McGinn is there another move for him? Potentially potentially uh, look he's um, for me he's he's a he's a really influential player he's, he's a little bit awkward on the eye yeah. uh, in terms of the way that he plays but he's really aggressive um, he, he, his work rate is unbelievable yeah. he's got goals to his game mm-hmm. and and he, he he has that 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 guile and craft as well. He can play that final pass. You know, he just yeah. he's a little bit awkward on the eye. I think no. where that that puts a lot of people. He's, he's got he's got about what for me, John McGinn, Paul. I think he can go another. I can see John McGinn being a Jurgen Klopp type of player for Liverpool. He genuinely can. And I also think as well, we're talking about enthusiasm being infectious. Okay, obviously having ability as well. He played that level, but for me, John McGinn. See, like a national team, yeah. he would get and give that team a right good boot up yeah, the backside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Really get them going because they're, they're a bit pedestrian. They're about yeah, yeah. You know, he would actually just go and liven that that team up, that Arsenal team. I think a, a John yeah. McGinn could do that. But Paul, just going back to the point, the good thing we've not done well, not done well enough. Sorry, mm-hmm. in the first five game. But see, the positive thing, we're still right in the hunt, yep. even though we've not been great and we've not scored enough goals, we've not won enough games we're still in the hunt, which is a real positive to start the, the, the second half of the campaign tonight. Mm-hmm. Denmark-Israel then, and I know earlier we talked about how that is going to go. Uh, Denmark top of the group, as we know, 15 points from the five games. Israel on 10. We know them so well, we've played them so many times, we've got them soon. Looking forward, to, but tonight we're not thinking about that. What do you reckon? You had an alarm bell there about what might happen tonight in Copenhagen. Denmark against Israel. Just, just think for Israel on the back of a fantastic result. Nobody ex- ex- uh, expects them to go to Copenhagen and get a result. So I just think that they can go there and, and really express themselves and relax. And, and I think for this type of team, I think that probably brings out the best in them as well in terms of their technical qualities. You allow them to express themselves. Look, Denmark... Everyone would expect them to win. I'm just saying I would not be surprised if I if I was to see a draw or Israel pop up with a win. Mark, for that one, what do you think? Well, I, I'm hoping Denmark win and I think they will. But And I think um, they've maybe had a, a wee fright, Denmark, in terms of how the game went against uh, the Faroe Islands away. So that was just a, a wee reminder to them. They're still just a wee bit of work to run. They'll still win the group. Of course they will. And they'll qualify. But they're back at the parking stadium tonight. They're back in Copenhagen in front of their own fans this is the last game of a really testing uh, three match period over six days for all nations mm. so they think you know what if we win tonight 18 points we are 90% of the way there with four games to go let's get out tonight one last effort before you go back to your clubs and see off um, because 
takes right if you look at it if just let's say Israel had to win it throws it right open mm. at the top and puts a wee bit of pressure on Denmark so they think what tonight if we win tonight we eliminate Israel and we're 90% of the way there get your score lines in a moment or two before we go Mark we want to ask you and Craig you too you go first yeah. Andy Murray is saying in the papers today that he felt numb overwhelmed and unbelievably tired after achieving his lifelong dream of winning yeah. Wimbledon 2013 yeah. and that's a day that beautiful sunny Sunday day yeah. remember it Sunday, Sunday afternoon yeah, yeah it was yeah. when he won it okay but he couldn't enjoy it as much and they were arguing about or they were debating oh what do you wear at the Champions Bowl what's your memory of uh, were you able to enjoy some of the great triumphs what about the the treble year for example I'll tell you, you what I felt numb from the amount of celebrating I'd done <laughs> that year I'll tell you what we took it to the extreme Shandy run Paul at this, right. t- at this time we what were sponsored by Honda we had, we had a, a shuttle so myself Honda, Bob Malcolm yeah. Kevin Musket Barry um, who am I missing uh, Stevie mm. Hughes did I say there was five of us that were travelling in um, and we made it a point every day to stop and get a sh- shandy on the on the way home and I would always go to a vote so we would rig it so we had the opportunity to enjoy the the, 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 yeah. the treble winning season but also had a drink uh, or two along the way but it was only a shandy or two yeah of course yeah. Mark are there any moments, great moments in your illustrious career? Award winning journalist? <laughs> you must have had a few shandy times with yeah. your, your, your oh, journalist mates. We've had a few. We've had a few. <laughs> so it was just a good, you would recall, we would fly away with you guys. Oh, you? you guys would be away to training and uh, we'd yeah. be away a, a to do some uh, research at the bars. Yeah. You got a big um, award yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember the, the, the sports journalist here came to 2011. Maybe they had a right good night, one and only uh, award that. That one, but it was a bit. Yeah. No, there was no speech required. No, Thankfully, okay. Paul just sort well, of got Nothing could go wrong. Yeah. And then I get a wee bit worse for wear and uh, dropped my prize, dropped my trophy, and, and, and it smashed. It was, a, it, was a, it was like glass. Goalkeeper of the year. <laughs> <laughs> he was a goalkeeper. I think it was, it was between my trophy and a pint, and I think I made sure I kept my pint intact. So there Damn. you go. But I remember the 2003 when you beat Dunfermline to win the league yes. and then get into the cup final uh, against Indy he won the, the, the treble and, and some of the, the stories because Arthur Newman was retiring oh, that man. week and all he, the sorts of stuff uh, it? It Arthur, Arthur Newman would never ever forgive me because yeah. he had a night out and because we kind of gone a little bit crazy the three or four days my, my missus is like that time she says you're not you're not trapping you're not going there yeah. you, you know because you've, you've, you've been Taking the, taking yeah, the mickey. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, so I never end up making Arthur Newman's going away party, which he, he reminds me all the time. Devastated. He still remembers. I'm amazed he didn't mention it in the programme the other week. In the background, you'll know the music. Ah, oh, Vienna. What's it going Major. to be tonight? Major. Fantastic Great guy. Song. Major. Score line tonight then in Vienna for Scotland. Craig Moore, what do you reckon? Going to go 1 1. I'm going to go 1 1. Right. I would, yeah. I would, obviously, I would love to see a, a Scotland win. I, I just think that. Um, I think it's going to be a draw. I think 1-1. One, one. You reckon a draw? Mark? Well, amazingly, Vienna didn't reach number one in the charts. It yep. stayed at number two for a long, long time. But I think Scotland will, will merge as, as a number one team tonight. I think they'll win the game. And I'm going to be really optimistic, Paul, and say Scotland to win 2-1 with a, a late goal from Lyndon Dykes. Fantastic. Let's hope so. In which case, tomorrow night, we'll be up for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let's not get carried away, but you heard the lineup for Scotland. Craig Gordon, Stephen O'Donnell, Andy Robertson, Billy Gilmer, Grant Hanley, Kieran Tierney, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Lyndon Dykes, Shea Adams and Jack Henry. Our good wishes go with Scotland tonight and the manager Stevie Clark, the backroom team and everyone involved. And let's hope Scotland can do it. 7.45 tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night at 5 with the former Scotland skipper, Barry Ferguson. Mark Weary and me, Paul Cooney. Craig, great to see you. We'll see you Saturday. Yes. 12 5. Have a great night, everyone. The news is coming up next. Then Joe Kilday and Zach Wolf Joe. And of course, we'll be uh, listening and watching tonight. Let's hope Scotland can do it. Three points would take us. Well, we could end up second top tonight. That's it for now. Good luck, Scotland. See you tomorrow. Live at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.